He came back after I talked to you. And in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Investment Property Income Podcast. My name is Jeff Eady and joining me today as always is my good friend, one of Canada's top mortgage brokers and quickly becoming one of my best friends, uh, Mr. Jonathan Tilger. <laughs> Jonathan, how the heck are you today, sir? Oh, I'm awesome, Jeff. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm, you know what? You and I must talk to each other more than I talk to anybody else. And I, I'm always, always enjoy our conversations, except when you bug me about certain things that have happened in my life as of late. Yeah, well, well, the one, the one thing I just want to comment on is your intro today. You uh, usually you, you say, as always, I'm your host. I knew Jeff. you were going to pick you, up you, on that. You, I knew. But, but <laughs> as always, I'm on the show today. So, so I've clearly moved up in importance. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Ah, oh, thanks, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> I think you'd pick up on that. That's funny. So we uh, we just play pa- paper, rock, scissors to see who gets to talk about what they want to talk about today. And uh, unfortunately, you won, even though I tried to cheat and go twice. Uh, and, I, and I beat you both times. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we've, we've broached this topic before, but I think it's an important one, uh, A. And B, I think it's one most people don't truly understand. So let's talk about, uh, and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a gracious loser, so I'm, I'm really pumping up your topic here, but uh, <laughs> I but, appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, let's talk about um, um, home renovations. I, I mean, there's so much we can talk about with this. Uh, there's purchase plus improvement mortgages. There's true value of renovations. Yeah. And then there's like do's and don'ts because there's some stuff that like I'm sure if you if you change this in your house, it doesn't improve it. It yeah. might make it worse. So go tell us, tell us what you want to talk about. It's your topic. And I lost. Well, there, I mean, there, there's a whole range of things and just things that I see is you've got the home renovation, someone going in saying, Hey, I've lived in this house for 15 years. Uh, the kitchen's a little run down. Now they want to upgrade it. That, that's one way. The other, the other way, someone actually buying a house saying, Hey, you know what? I love everything except for the bathrooms. we got to update the bathrooms. All right, so you can go in and do that. Uh, and then you've got the people who I will just say, do it for more business purposes, which is they're actually buying the house with the intention of putting work into it to then turn around and sell the house. So I, I, I see the whole, the whole gamut. I've worked with people through in flipping? all of those. Through, through flipping, exactly. Like, like true flipping or like, because I mean, there's like more of a buy, hold, flip, and then there's like a, a, a real Yeah, flip. well, you... There, there's a few aspects in there. You've got the, you've got, as you said, you've got the, hey, the flip, hey, I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to do this, this, and this to it. And I'm going to put it back in the mar- on the market in three to six months and sell it and looking to make money that way uh, versus, versus a person says, you know what? I'm going to buy this house. I want to hold it as a long-term rental, but I'm going to do this, this, and this. It could be adding, adding an, an extra suite in the basement. It could be a range of things and th- with their intention being that this is, this is a long-term hold for them, uh, but they want to do some work before they, they, they go into the long-term hold stage. So that'd be the burr method. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I hate the acronym. It's a terrible acronym. The uh, buy, what is it? Buy, reno, refinance, rent. Yes, yes. The burr. The burr. It's just a terrible acronym. It well, I, I, I think that probably came about from, from someone who tried doing it in the wintertime and, yeah. and realized when I took the windows out in the <laughs> middle of the winter, it was, it, was, it was quite literally burr inside. So. <laughs> and the dad jokes never cease. Uh, so, all right, let's break this down. So... Let's say somebody 
Here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start maybe in a different spot than you just alluded to. How about somebody who owns their house and wants to take out a mortgage uh, or some money from their mortgage in some way, shape or form in order to do the renos? Yep. A, are the renos worth it from an investment standpoint? You're going to get my favorite answer in this one here. You wear it depends. Yes. For, I mean, for, for, for the, the, the most part they are, but what you really have to look at is, is what you're putting your money into. If you're doing it from a solely investment standpoint saying, hey, is the money I'm putting in going to at least increase the value of the house for, by that amount? Uh, there are certain things that, that, yes, they typically do, these things being kitchens, bathrooms, flooring. Th those three there, it's kind of known. You, you update the, the flooring, updates the kitchens, update the bathrooms. For the most part, you're going to increase the house by at least the value of what you put in. Okay, so it's basically a one-to-one. -one. Yeah. Most uh, say, saying that as long as what you're doing is in line. For instance, years ago, I met someone who put marble flooring into, a, uh, into an apartment that was a starter-style complex. <laughs> <laughs> and by, by starter, I, I, I just mean that that a lot of people, either retirees, people who are just buying their first or maybe second house, uh, more call it working class people who are in this type of complex and putting marble floors, it just didn't make any sense from a return on investment. But hey, they were living there and that's what they like. So. Okay, that's fair. And I was going to say that. I mean, if you're if you're not planning on ever selling it, then then who cares what you do? it, Right. Exactly the case. Um, now, that being said, uh, there's also some some, you know, if you put in shag carpeting when <laughs> that's not a thing anymore or, you know, I, I, I would imagine if you had bought a house that was, say, built in the 1960s. And it hasn't been updated because we've all seen those houses. I, I used to work in the uh, the film industry and I got to see a lot of those houses because we like to rent them. And uh, being a locations guy, that was kind of my job was to find those and, and stuff like that. And it was really interesting to see some of those like old brick kitchens, you know, where yeah. they've got the, the there's actual brick separating the kitchen from the living room and the stove and, and stuff is built or the oven is built into the brick and stuff. I'd imagine those renos would dramatically increase the value of a home. Oh, de definitely. And the interesting part I know in some of those houses, you said the ones like with the shag carpet or just the carpet <laughs> is when they were building the houses, hardwood was actually the standard they put in. So if someone wanted the upgrade of putting the carpet in, they would just put the carpet over top of the hardwood floor. Yeah. So, so in some of those houses, it's really, you know what, you pop that carpet off and you've got the beautiful hardwood floor that may just need to be refinished, but really <laughs> you don't have to put in the full cost. You just need to do a refinish on the hardwood. <laughs> yeah, just take the, just take the carpet away. Exactly. Uh, you know, just as a side story, um, because I don't get to talk about it much when I was, I was filming a movie once and being a locations guy, we always had to look after the house. That was, that was my main job when I was there is make sure that nobody damages the house. And uh, we were filming a murder scene in a movie on a white shag carpet. Can you imagine how bad my nerves got shot that week? <laughs> <laughs> Fake blood everywhere. And we couldn't get it on the white shag carpet because it was actually the homeowner's. Ah, anyhow, so enough of the shag carpet and uh, <laughs> the good old days of my movie career. Um, so what, 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 what resource does somebody have that as a homeowner currently could access um, money in their house to get that rental? I mean, reality is if, if they've owned, so 
if they're buying the house and they're saying they want to do the renovation, I'll just say that that there's is the purchase plus improvement program. That's generally for your. It's. I said they own the house already. Come okay. on, I, I, stay I, with I, me. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Give me a, give me a hard time with how I answered that. Okay. I, I, I will address what you said right now. I am for the first time in like six months paying attention to what you're saying. <laughs> so, so if they, if they own the house right now, uh, reality is if they built up some equity in the house, that equity can be used to, uh, to look at doing some renovations and renovations could be, could be anything from, from just, Hey, up, updating a kitchen, updating a bathroom, redoing the floor, the things we spoke about, just putting paint on, redoing a basement, whatever the case is. Uh, it could be some some work outside. It could be all these things. If they've got the equity in the house, really that you can just tap into that, be it through uh, just refinance, get a mortgage, get a line of credit, and you can use that money as uh, as you choose, essentially. So somebody being a homeowner, let's say they're they're getting on in years, maybe in their early 60s. Okay. And they're, they're planning on living in that house for a while. Would it be better for them to get a home equity line of credit or to put a mortgage? Let's say the house is already paid off, but they just want to access some of that equity. Which one's better for them? That's where I always like to say the mortgage is usually at a lower rate than the line of credit. Okay. Uh, what, the, what the line of credit gives you is more flexibility because you can, you can access the money as you need it. You don't have to take the, whereas with the mortgage you're paying, if you get a $200,000 mortgage versus a $200,000 line of credit with the mortgage, you're paying interest on everything from day one. Mm-hmm. If you're getting the line of credit and you only need, Hey, I only need 20,000 right now. I want 200,000 available. I only need 20. You're only paying on what you use. So the, the line of credit just definitely gives more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mortgage gives you better rate. Now you can tie the two of them together. Often when you're getting a line of credit, you can have a mortgage portion with that. So, so that's where it's, I'd like to have a conversation. Find, oh, what do you need right now? Yeah. Well, he, I, here's, here's the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please, please. I was just going to say, so here's the work we want to do right now. Here's the things we want to do next year. All right, well, let's get out the mortgage for what you need right now. So you need 50 grand to do this stuff right now. Let's do that right now. Mm-hmm. And then, then the balance you've got available on the line of credit that you can access as you need to in the future. Okay, so really, you know, most likely a hybrid of a hybrid of the two is is going to be, in most situations, probably a better. Don't say yes. it depends. Probably a better solution though, uh, especially if they have a hard hard fixed cost up front, then they can get that at the cheap rate and have the availability afterwards. Yeah, I mean, the big part is let's have the discussion. Let's really go through and figure out the timing and what you need. Yeah, yeah, and then makes sense. and then then yeah, with, with with the hybrid type product, you've got the flexibility. All right. Since you're so uh, highly caffeinated and jumping, jumping the gun, biting the no, not biting the bullet. I, I, I take no, I take no caffeine in the morning, just so you know. Really, really, you're just naturally so freaking chipper. I wake I wake <laughs> up smiling. <laughs> Must be nice to be you. Uh, <laughs> um, but since you're chomping at the bit to talk about it, let's talk about purchase plus improvements. So Purchase Plus Improvement is a great <laughs> program, especially it, it's actually is a program started through CMHC. So started through the mortgage, mortgage insurance. And housing corporation. So the, this, which means you can do this with as little on a 5% down purchase. And a lot of times I see it where someone, Hey, we found, we found the perfect place we want, the perfect neighborhood, everything else, except you know what the house needs work. Uh, it's usually, you know what it's got, it's got a 30 year old kitchen in it. It's really run down. Can't live in it as it stands. We'd have to upgrade that. We don't have the money to do the renovation as well. Mm-hmm. So with the purchase plus improvement, the renovation cost is built into the mortgage. 
Now, by saying it's built in, the actual the funds for the renovation are done as a hold back with the lawyer, and they are not released until the completion of the renovation. So you do need you do need some flexibility to be able to to give yourself the money to get that work done. But once it's completed, the funds get released, and and whatever you've you've taken for that can be repaid. So I'm going to put that in simpler terms, the ones that you know most people can understand. Instead of having the flexibility to do that, you need some cash up front. Yeah, <laughs> I you, love you, finance you, terms. <laughs> well, you, you need you need some cash up front, or you need a line of credit available. You need to have mm. maybe a family member you can borrow money from, or there are actually some renovators who, if you let them know, hey, here's how it's going to be happening. You can even have it that no, the, the funds will be released from the lawyer and we can sign a contract that the lawyer will pay you directly. So it's not even a matter of will you get paid? You're going to get paid 100% once everything gets completed. So it'll almost work like uh, benefits, insurance at work. You know, I'm going to go get a massage, but the, the masseuse will bill the, uh, the benefits directly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's good to know. That's uh, and I guess that's something you'd want to look for in a contractor, anyhow. Exactly, makes sense to me. That way, you don't have to have the cash up front. Strategy, Jonathan, you are good, sir. <laughs> I like that well, one. I've I've been doing this for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, how about somebody in the middle? Somebody that's uh, maybe had their house for ten years on their, you know, about to maybe do their third mortgage uh, uh, renewal. You know, they've been at it for 10 years. They're paying it down. They got some good equity built up, especially if they're in the right uh, right area where everything's doubling in, in price in the last year or so uh, or darn near it. Um, what what would somebody want to look at there? Because obviously the people at the end, they're going to look at a, a mortgage plus the, the line of credit. What about somebody that's halfway through? Would it just be easier for them to have access to a line of credit? Well, I... I like the fact that you say halfway through and you talked about, hey, they're just about to redo their their mortgage for the second, third time, whatever it is. And it's important if your mortgage is coming due, that's the time if you're thinking about doing this, whether you're going to do it immediately or not, if you're thinking about it, that's the time you want to set up your financing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've talked to so many... I've, I've talked, I wouldn't say so many, but I've talked to a number of people over the years and they're just, well, I want to do this. I want to do these renovations. I want to access money for this purpose. All right, great. Let's go through everything. So when's your mortgage coming due? Well, I just renewed it three months ago. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that once or twice. So, so you, you've just basically tied your hands essentially because to break this, you're going to incur a penalty. But if you're coming due in the next, say, three to six months, that's the time where whether you're going to, whether, whether the plan is to do this work like in three to six months or two years from now or a year from now, that's the time to really look and say, what are the best options to set up when you're renewing to give you the funds you need for what you want to do in the future? Yeah. So how, how, okay, let's, let's break this down a little bit. Being a mortgage broker, let's say you're nurturing a client from their, their original purchase through this entire process. Because I know that, that, you know, with the investment property income, system you teach a lot of people about buy hold all of that stuff long term so that it builds up how would you go about setting out a plan for somebody right from the beginning to help them get all of these things along the way do you have mile markers that say year 10 like how, how does that work for you really the main thing there is finding out what they want to accomplish and what their goals are 
Uh, there, there's, there's nothing set in stone saying it has to be this way because it, it really, it's catered to the individual and what they really want to accomplish. And then we use real estate as a tool to help build up, really build up the money they need so they can accomplish their goals in other areas of life. So you wouldn't set out at like, Hey, this time you might want to take out a line of credit to be able to do this. You, you really have to meet them at every point along the road. Exactly. I'm, uh, if someone's contemplating being for home renovations or being, Hey, listen, they want, they're coming due for renewal. Their mortgage is coming up. They're really thinking about real estate investing, other types of investing or doing a home renovation or starting a business, whatever the case is, that's the time where, yeah, you know what? It probably makes sense. Let's set, let's set up a home equity line of credit. So you've got, you've got those funds available for whatever it is you'd like to do. Now, see, it's interesting to me. One of the things that uh, I learned when I first got into the mortgage financing world is that you spend all your time working your butt off as a mortgage broker to acquire clients and, and do your best for them. And then the, the banks that you take them to do everything in their power to take them away from you. What do you do to combat that with your clients when, you, when you're trying to get them along this road? It really comes down to what's, what's the game plan? And okay, so you can go there and they can help you do one mortgage, but what do you really want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. If, if you're saying, Hey, listen, you want, I mean, let, let's, let's go, let's talk about the investment property income. Uh, just, just what our whole strategy is. What, what do we really work with? We work with clients addressing primarily the top three financial concerns of, of the average household, mm-hmm. which is number one, how they pay their, how they pay their house off early, how they can save money for the kids' education. And the third thing then being how they can help build wealth for their retirement. So yeah, there are lots of other options someone can go to for their mortgage. They can talk about their mortgage. And, and oftentimes I just tell them, hey, listen, you know what, if they are coming due, you know what your best bet is to stay with your current lender based on what they're, what's available out there. But really, really, I want to be in that conversation because I'm not, I'm not looking at just saying, Hey, let's look at this one mortgage. I'm really saying, where do you want to get to? And how can I help you get there? How can we use real estate along with other investment stuff, but primarily real estate as a tool to help build, build, really build your wealth up and help you out with, with those concerns that are the top ones for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting you and I talking here, um, this began as a conversation strictly about home rentals, but I, I kind of like, because, you know, you and I designed the whole program that we work together, this investment property income podcast and all of that. And the podcast itself is really meant for us to be able to stay in touch with our clients long-term. Yes. You know, um, follow, they always say the fortune is in the follow-up and, and, you know, I never want to serve clients in this business once I want to be, you know, with them for the lifetime. And I think really that's a good thing for, for, for you and I to, to be in touch with your clients every week, uh, a couple of times a week, but also, you know, when the bank does start reaching out at the end of the, the four, three, five year term, whatever it is, we've been talking to them for, for a while. And the banks just said hi after the first, like, thanks for paying us every single week. And we, we, you know, that's not our purpose behind this. We don't get paid every week. Um, just kind of neat. Sorry. Just uh, totally off topic. And then as you're, you're talking there, uh, realizing that the whole system really is designed as a roadmap for the long term with your clients, whether they're investors or first time home buyers, because you said it right there. What's your first goal? Uh, a lot of times in life, that's going to be uh, paying for your kid's education. Yeah. 
Then what was the next one? Paying, uh, paying the house off. Paying the house off faster. So that's, you know, there's, there's first part of, uh, you know, maybe your 30s to, to 40s, then maybe your 50s to 60s, and then building for your retirement, which yep. is doing it the whole time, obviously. Yeah, and it, it, it could, we say paying the house off, but it could be, no, getting into your dream house. That, that could be mm-hmm. it. it could, so the, there's, there's different variations in there, but something about the house and really having the house you want, and I'll just say under the terms you want, meaning that you're not indebted to the house anymore. Yes. Yes. It's working for you instead of you working for it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's great. Cause I mean, that's obviously where, where purchase plus improvements come along a lot of, I think there's a lot of separation um, between people having their house as a, as a home and people having their house as an investment. And I think honestly, having that conversation with a broker to work with somebody long-term like you, like you were just talking about, it makes that purchase plus improvement in the beginning great. It makes maybe a, another improvement halfway along the way or part of the way along the way great because you're it's it's still the house you're you're living in your home as long as it's aligned with your goals long term. Who cares how much you're spending? It doesn't matter if you're getting a dollar for dollar return, even if it's fifty percent, because you're getting the enjoyment out of it for as long as you want, right? Like yes, putting exactly. in a pool. Putting yep. in a pool is not necessarily a good thing these days. Typically, if you're looking from an investment standpoint, it is not a good thing at all. No, but hey, if you got kids, like I go to my cousins all the time, his kids are in that pool constantly. Oh, yeah. Constantly. And I mean, out of life and like for life enjoyment, that's amazing. I'm pretty sure you take your little guy swimming all the time, too. I do it as much as I can. Unfortunately, right now with uh, with the COVID shutdown, the pool in my building's been closed. So I haven't been able to use it as much. Yeah. Oh, I thought you could at least book times. I didn't know you get COVID from a pool. They, 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 they've opened that at periods, but right now it's still still shut down. Hopefully it's opening up again soon. I'm so glad I don't live in the city anymore, brother. <laughs> um, so yeah, John, you, you, you deal with other issues out there, don't you? <laughs> yes. Quiet. Uh, we, we won't talk anymore about that. I got it. Uh, Jonathan, I think it's time for us to, uh, to shut this one down. What do you, what do you want to say to talk to people? I have a feeling it's going to be, I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say, but I just want to hear it from you. <laughs> what? You mean it depends? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, if you are, if you are looking, you want to do some work on a house and you want some strategies from a financial standpoint, I'd love to, love to have a conversation, love to see how I can help you out, help structure things right for you uh, to help really propel it forward to make it as simple as possible. Uh, when it comes to renovations, especially, you want to look at the financing before you get into it, because once you get into it and and now you need financing, it's a whole other ball game, which uh, becomes a lot more expensive from a financing standpoint. So look at it in advance before before you start doing any renovations. Yeah, I will add to that. Uh, you know, I just had a conversation with a young gentleman on the weekend and uh, unfortunately timing uh, of when he his mortgage renews and all of that is not in line, but it actually works out better for him to pay the mortgage penalties. Yeah. And to do what he was planning to do the other way, which is kind of an interesting thing. Yes. It's, uh, it's funny how it works out. And, um, you know, having a broker makes a big difference. Um, the banks don't have all the same strategy. You, you might be able to get a better rate from the bank or a better product for what you need. That, I'm not going to say it's going to always be a perfect fit, but you have more options when you work with a broker. And, I, and as you say, I work with a lot of the banks, so I can, I can get mortgages through a lot of the banks. I don't you work with like 99.9% of them. No, not, not that of, of the banks. No, not that many, but I work with enough 90. of them and, and have enough product <laughs> available that all is good. 
Okay, fine. Well, you work with most of them. Is yes. that fair to say? Most yes, of them. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. All right. Thank you, Jonathan, very much for your time. I appreciate you as always. And thank you for listening. If you want to get a hold of Jonathan, have any questions, want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you. Please uh, don't hesitate to shoot an email over to Jonathan at IPincome at a mortgageplan.com. That's IP as in Peter or property, uh, investment property. That's what it comes from. IP income <laughs> at a mortgage plan.com. Um, you can, and you, and, and, you, and you give me a hard time about dad jokes. <laughs> you, uh, you can, of course, you can, of course, download our free book at uh, investment property income book.com or listen to the podcast at uh, pretty much any place that you can find us on uh, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, all of those things, or join our Facebook group, Investment Property Income Group, <laughs> Facebook group. Sorry, I had to think of it. It's just Investment Property Income, but you can certainly find us there, and we'd love to meet you there. Again, Jonathan, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Have a great day.